Non-Monogamy Help is a podcast where your questions about open, non-monogamous or polyamorous relationships are answered. Our host, Lola Phoenix, will consult a licensed therapist with over a decade of experience to address your problems. Names and locations have been changed or censored to keep your questions anonymous. You're listening to Non-Monogamy Help, the podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 69. Nice. Of the, of the non-monogamy help podcast I'm Lola Phoenix please send your questions to nonmonogamyhelp at gmail.com and they'll either be read in the podcast or the column anonymously if you want to read the columns and listen to the podcast you can go to nonmonogamyhelp.com subscribe to our newsletter by going to go.nonmonogamyhelp.com forward slash email and follow us on twitter at nonmonogamyhelp if you want to support the columns and the podcast please consider becoming a patron even one dollar a month supports the daily running of the columns and podcasts and it just shows a general vote of support towards what i'm doing you can do that by going to patreon.com forward slash lola phoenix and if you donate five dollars or more a month uh your name with your permission will be read at the end of the podcast right let's get to this week's discussion question if this is the first episode you're listening to every week before i read the letter that i get sent i put forth a discussion question you can use with your friends partners or anyone else you want to get to know a little bit better i also answer it myself briefly to give you a little bit of context this week's discussion question is what's one major way that your values have changed in the last 10 years so for me i think the biggest change in my values has largely been focusing a little less on online things, a little more on in-person things, and not necessarily putting so much emphasis on direct action, though I do like direct action. There's been a lot of ways that I've not been able to participate in that, so doing more work focusing on unhoused people and helping unhoused people also i would say that understanding a little bit more about anarchism has changed what my values have been and how i focused on that i think i've been a little less stressed out by things and a little bit more trying to just take things as they are and yeah i think that in the past my values have been a way for me to self-attack and be really mean to myself when I, you know, haven't matched up to kind of perfectionism that I've set forth for myself, and I'm doing less of that than I was 10 years ago. So that's really good. Awesome. So I'll ask the discussion question again. What is one major way that your values have changed in the last 10 years? Let's get to this week's letter. My long-term partner and I have been together for 10 years. When we started dating, I told him I was polyam and he said he was monogamous. I had been in a monogamous relationship, so I was okay with us being that. I mentioned it again as our relationship progressed and he seemed to be interested, but it just really never got off the ground. At that point, I committed to being monogamous for the duration of our relationship and began building on that. Then about seven months ago, he decided that he wanted to try polyamory. Since then, it's been nothing but heartache. For years, I worked on turning off all of my polyam switches and focused on building our relationship, and now he's decided that I need to turn them back on immediately so that he can date. I've always been polyam even when I didn't know what to call it or realized what it was. Believe me, it caused no small amount of heartache when I was younger, crushing on multiple people at once. My desire to pursue it has not changed because it is who I am. 
he and I are really struggling right now because I'm not ecstatic for him in every possible way. I'm putting in hard work, reading and researching and self-examination and really trying to break down all the bullshit I'd build up over 10 years of being in a monogamous relationship. I can't even get him to read a book. He says he has it all figured out and he's totally adjusted to everything on every level. Compersion is very difficult for me. I feel like he asked me to be his one and only special person for 10 years and now I'm not anymore and he is giving away to other people what was once ours and I hate it. I'm working on it but right now I despise his partners and I'm angry and resentful and jealous that they are getting a part that for the entirety of a part that for the entirety of our relationship has been for me because that's how he wanted it and now he just decided to 180 and pull the rug right out from under me. When we are intimate now, I can't think of anything else besides them. As you can imagine, it strains our intimacy. I try, I swear I'm trying. It hurts and I can't seem to be happy for him. I feel guilty because he gets mad that I'm not, like I'm doing something wrong. Before we get to this week's answer, I'm going to quickly plug this episode's sponsor, BetterHelp. Quite often, a lot in my columns and podcasts, I encourage people to seek a polyamory-friendly therapist. For a lot of people, looking locally for a therapist who is supportive of polyamory can be impossible or out of their budget. BetterHelp allows you to find therapists online that you can send messages to at any time of the day, and it does offer some financial aid. You can get 10% off your first month by using the promo code NONMONOGAMYHELP at checkout or going to betterhelp.com forward slash NONMONOGAMYHELP. Let's get to this week's answer. First and foremost, if you were with a friend and you had some boxes to carry and your friend said, you know what, I don't know if I can do this, would you carry these? And you carried them and you were like, okay, fine, I understand you may not be able to do it. And you carried them. And then after a long time, your friend was like, oh, wait, actually, I can totally do this. This is fine. Whatever. Cool. I can do it. You would be annoyed. <laughs> and you not only would be annoyed because you'd been carried them, carrying them for so long, you wouldn't expect in this scenario for the person who had been carrying the boxes to be happy about the change in situation. I mean, obviously, yes, it's, it's great that things have changed to make it a little easier, sort of, on you. But it would be unrealistic and unfair to expect that person who had been carrying all those boxes to suddenly be like, oh, this is awesome. I'm so glad that you're enjoying carrying, all the, carrying your box. It's not like a completely com comparable situation. I don't mean to compare relationships to holding boxes. But it's very, very unrealistic for any person to completely change and, sa and sacrifice because this is a, this has been a sacrifice for you and then be happy just suddenly be happy and cool and, and fine with things changing changing is is going to cause even if it's a change that would that you would have liked to have had changing things is is going to be a little nerve-wracking and especially in the situation that you're in like you said you've kind of I don't think you can necessarily switch off your inclination towards polyamory if, you, if, if it's what you feel is an inclination. However, whenever people create a hierarchy, and whether this is in monogamy, monogamy or in polyamory, if you create a hierarchy where there is one person who is more important than everybody else, and that person is the romantic person, and, and you can do this with them in polyamory, this is kind of what happens when people create primary partners. If you create a hierarchy that one person is important, it is naturally going to create a worry and a little bit of a defense mechanism if you are in that 
prioritized position to want to stay in that prioritized position. You're naturally going to worry about that changing. So it makes complete and total sense for you to, after 10 years of being in a monogamous relationship with somebody, for you to be worried that, or what if this person isn't polyamorous, they just want to find someone new to replace me. It's okay to have those worries. This is a massive change. It's a massive, massive change. It's like if 10 years, your partner was like, nope, I don't want kids, hate kids, don't want kids, hate kids, don't want kids, hate kids, and then suddenly was like, let's have a million babies. You would be a little bit concerned and you wouldn't be wrong for feeling that. So right now, what you're doing is you're putting yourself not only, and I, and I, I really hate compersion. <laughs> the thing that I hate about compersion, right? And for people who don't know what compersion is, basically is supposed to be the quote unquote opposite of jealousy. Although I've seen that be challenged more and more. It's basically when you're happy that your partner is with somebody else, like you're happy for them. I really hate putting it in a position where compersion is like the ideal or compersion is like the top of the mountain and you you're trying to reach the top of the mountain and sometimes you just have to be okay that you can't get to the top no it's it's a cherry on top of a cake like it's it's an extra side benefit you know and and it might just not be something that you experience it's the same with friendships like some people are super interested in their friends romantic lives and really get excited when they're dating other people some people couldn't give a fuck less and that's okay. <laughs> it's okay if you're not deeply invested in being happy that your partner's with somebody else. It's okay to feel that. You're putting compersion on this like mountain that you need to climb up and you're forcing yourself to climb up this mountain. Now, you have a little bit of a problem here. This is a problem that I have. I mean, I run an advice column because I, I have an inclination to be helpful. Um, I like being helpful. I want to be helpful and useful to people. That's just kind of the way my personality is. I have to be very, very, very careful about how I do that because I've been in way too many situations where I have basically busted my ass for someone. It's difficult because sometimes I've busted my ass for people, but I haven't really, they didn't ask me to do that. And they've not recognized or seen what I've done and I felt resentment over that. You have to be really, really careful with the inclination to self-sacrifice. Because even though I, I don't go out of my way to help people because I want cookies for it, or that I'm, I'm trying to necessarily do it to get on their good side, like I'm not trying to be manipulative about it, but if I do, if I do self-sacrifice, if I do work for people, if I try to help someone, and then they turn around and they treat me like crap, it, it, it hurts, it feels like it hurts worse. <laughs> and I have to be really, really careful about who I decide to sacrifice for. I've been in a lot of situations, like not even romantic relationships, friendships. I can imagine one friendship that I recently had where I, you know, they said that they couldn't afford something and I, I built a crowdfunder for them and I busted my ass to get it fully funded and they got the money and then they turned around and they... Um, we, so we had a disagreement about something and then they turned around and told everybody behind my back that I hated them and was trying to conspire against them. And that really, really hurt me. And it hurt me worse because I'd busted my butt so badly for them. And when that happens, like I've come to a conclusion that if I'm going to sacrifice or work hard for somebody, if I'm going to give to somebody, I have to release myself of the expectation and, and, and prepare for the reality that that person may 
not be that great and it's not my fault like there was a period of time where I wanted to be like well I'm not going to sacrifice anything for anyone else I'm not going to help anybody anymore blah, blah, blah. and that's just not within my personality right but I have to just be careful about this I don't think that it's it was wrong of you to give up on polyamory but at the same time you do kind of have to realize that when you make that kind of a decision you have to make that without basically beating yourself up if it doesn't work out if you can sacrifice something and then be okay with whatever the result of that is then that is the best choice to decide when to sacrifice something it's really difficult because it does hurt and it is incredibly painful when you really you know go out of your way to help someone and you also need to be if you have a tendency toward this I think you also need to be wary about who you do this for and you also need to realize is this person going to see me because for me like I don't again I don't do things to 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 necessarily get loads of praise but if somebody if 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 I'm doing it for someone and I haven't made them aware that I'm trying for them or if I haven't you know if I haven't not necessarily trying to stick it in their face but if 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 they don't seem to be an appreciative person right or they specifically aren't asking me for help and I'm just going out of my way to do it I have to be really careful about that so that is a thing that I want you to think about in the future like there's nothing you can do about it now like you've sacrificed 10 years to this person and you've you know that is all gone and I do think you need to allow yourself to be sad about that you need to allow yourself to mourn the loss of those 10 years that you know you've kind of put yourself in, in, on the back shelf a bit and prioritized your partner over yourself and that has caused you to lose touch with yourself in that way it's caused you to miss out on a lot of relationships you could have had during that time and it's okay for you to be sad about that and I do think that you're right now you're kind of like pushing all of your feelings back because you're still self-sacrificing you're still prioritizing his feelings you're still prioritizing you want to have compersion because you want him to be happy and you're still doing that and I think that you need to stop doing that and you need to allow yourself to be a little bit like more than a little bit sad about what has happened and what you've missed out on the big thing here aside from all of those issues is your partner's attitude which honestly really boils my piss to be frank expecting you to just turn around after 10 years of being monogamous and not only be okay with polyamory but to have no interest in doing any research after not being polyamorous and you know and I don't think anyone needs a degree to be polyamorous but understandably like you it, it seems like you want to work through this with him and you want to talk about things and it just seems like he doesn't want to talk about it he just wants to do it and he wants you to be happy that's kind of bullshit it's really I'm not surprised that you're 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 struggling with ha being intimate with him and struggling in in having any intimacy why would you why would you want to be intimate with someone who completely changes the game on you and not only completely changes the game on you but isn't from what you've written isn't really showing you any compassion for what you're going through you know, it's like the, the scenario that I just introduced you in. You know, you're holding this box. If he said, do you know what? Actually, I can hold that box. I'm really sorry that you've had to hold it for so long. I, You know, let me, I'm so sorry. Like, you can't change what has happened. And he can, and, and, and 
I, I respect the fact that he could have been too self-sacrificing. He could have equally tried polyamory when he didn't want to. And if it hadn't, I mean, I've seen that scenario play out so many times where people push themselves into polyamory and they really don't want it. And it ends up being a really painful, hard thing for them. And I'm glad that he didn't do that. But that doesn't mean he can't show you any compassion for where you are. That doesn't mean he can't try to and I understand like reading books and doing all that research isn't necessarily for anyone but there are still things he can work with you through and it doesn't sound like he's even showing you the least bit of compassion for what you have gone through even if you wanted to be polyamorous from the start the fact that you've had to kind of completely switch gears and and not only that but he's getting mad at you for for not being happy for him that's bullshit. Like, even if even if you were both ex quote-unquote experienced polyamory people, even if you both were experienced and you had a partner who was getting mad at you for because you weren't happy for them, that's bullshit. Like, it's okay that, like, if he's dating other people and you're not feeling great, it's okay if he's, like, if he struggles with that. It's okay if he, you know, a lot of people really struggle with the idea that the, some, something they're doing is making their partner unhappy. A lot of people really struggle to go out on those first dates because they don't want to upset their partner. A lot of people want to reach some kind of perfect state of readiness and perfection before they go out and date other people because they really don't want their partner to be unhappy. He's not only not doing that, but he's getting mad at you that for for not being happy well no wonder you're not happy there's no there's no reason for you to be happy you spent 10 years completely changing how you do relationships for one person who's completely switched it up refuses to you know seems like they're refusing to have any discussions with you about this and just expects you to be just be happy about it why are you like like you should you're not a robot and you know what like there might be people out there in the world who could completely switch and and be fine and be like yeah i'm i'm totally stoked for you that's great that's not you and it's not realistic to be to have this expectation of you and and like demand that you be cool if he wants to do polyamory it's not like polyamory it's not monogamy plus it's not monogamy but you get to sleep with whoever you want your partner's cool with it that's not what polyamory is and he has to be willing just as he would in a monogamous relationship to support you if he has it all figured out for him brilliant great if he doesn't need to if he feels like he doesn't need to read anything for him great that's great but he still needs to be there for you and, and, and be supportive of what you're going through. And that's the issue. Like, it, it, he could read 500 books and still be unsupportive. Like, the books aren't going to make him supportive. But if he's just unwilling to do any kind of work with you, I mean, and then he's getting mad at you. You've been listening to for, for not being happy. Work. Our music was done of by Chris Albury Jones like, at Albury Hyphen Jones. Even if you have a Our podcast art is done by Dom Duong totally at D-O-M-D-U-O-N-G.com. Thank you for listening. Said so, apologized constantly about changing their mind and all this sorts of stuff. I would still expect you to to not be completely and utterly happy because it's a big shift. It's a big change. And it's scary to know if this is, uh, is this person for real or are they just saying polyamory and then I'm going to get replaced? Like, it's totally and utterly expected for you to have those feelings. 
and to also mourn what you've lost. You've lost 10 years that you could have had so many relationships during that time. It's okay for you to be upset about that. But instead of being able to have someone there for you and, and someone who supports you and understands and is trying to be there for you, you've got someone who's like, no, I'm, I'm cool with being polyamorous and this is great. Woo, why aren't you happy for me? Like, what? I mean, like in that same scenario, that person just like took the box from you and was like doing cartwheels for it. And was like, well, shouldn't you be happy? I can carry this box. It's like, no, you're, of course you're not happy. Of course you're struggling to feel compersion. That is totally and utterly expected in this situation. That is kind of the bigger issue for me in this. Yes, you have an issue here with self-sacrifice and whether or not, you know, that is something you should continue to do. Yes, you have an issue with not allowing yourself to feel your feelings about this because you're too busy continuing to self-sacrifice. Those are issues you can address but you can't fix him not being willing to support you. And if, if he was supportive, I would advise you to like, okay, accept where you are now, accept what you've lost, mourn what you've lost, try to work through some of this anger, see a polyamory friendly therapist on your own and, and see how you can reassure each other and work from where you are now to forward. Because I do see like the other side of the situation and that if he did force himself to do polyamory and he couldn't, that could have also ended just as badly. There could have also been resentment and also been a lot of emotional pain in that situation. So I can understand, I, and I think it's better that he said, nah, I don't want to do it, instead of trying to be self-sacrificing in the same way you were. I think it's better. But the fact that he is unwilling to be supportive of you is a big issue. And I do really, really think that regardless of whether you consider polyamory or monogamy is not the biggest issue in this situation. It's, am I with someone who is willing to support me and be with me and, and hold me through difficult times in my life and, and help me and, and, you know, allow me to feel my feelings. Someone who's being mad at you because you're not happy is not someone who is allowing you to feel your feelings. It's okay if he has feelings about your feelings. Like, that's fine. But if there is this expectation, and, and uh, you know, maybe it's something you're more forcing on yourself, but it sounds like he's also forcing this on you. If there's an expectation for you to just be happy, that isn't going to work in monogamy, let alone polyamory. Like, that doesn't work in any relationship. If someone just expects you to constantly be happy and doesn't want to deal with any sad feelings or unhappy feelings that's not realistic in monogamy or any kind that's not realistic in a friendship that's not realistic in in any kind of a relationship you have to be you have to deal with the fact that sometimes people aren't happy and if you want to have a a, a sustainable relationship with them then you have to be able to to work with them through that if you have the resource talk to a polyamory friendly therapist about all this but I do really, really think that you need to, you can ask him and put kind of, put an ultimatum kind of situation on him in terms of being more supportive of you. But you, there's nothing you can do to make him care more about you. And I really, really think that you should consider whether or not it's worth continuing to self-sacrifice and continuing to be with someone who is not willing to sacrifice a little bit for you like it has to be mutual it has to be 
someone who's willing to at least consider the fact that you're not happy and try and be supportive of you I think that you should really really consider if that's the kind of person that you you want to be with because the problem here is absolutely not that you can't feel compersion the problem is that you are being forced into a situation where you have to be happy or else and that's not a sustainable or helpful situation so I hope that helps and good luck Thank you for listening to episode 69 nice, of Non-Monogamy Health. Sorry I had to. If you want to be awesome, you can donate to our Patreon. Donating $5 or more a month means your name with your permission will be read at the end of the podcast. This week's current patrons are... Laura Boylan, Chris Albury-Jones, Juke, Ellen Robinson, Nikki Jones, and James Wartell. If for whatever reason you can't become a patron because life happens... If you can take five minutes, log into iTunes, find the podcast, rate and review it. That would be really, really helpful. It helps us get the podcast out there to new people. You can find a link to that on our Twitter or just search for the podcast in iTunes. If you have five minutes to spare, that would be super great. You don't have to write a review. You can just type, you know, click the five stars. That'd be really helpful. Thank you very much. All right. That's all for this week. You'll get a new column next Friday and another podcast episode in a fortnight. Thank you again for listening. listening to non-monogamy help our music has been provided by chris albury jones at albury-jones.com and our podcast art was made by dom young at d-o-m-d-u-o-n-g.com thank you again for listening